Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to BCHS Aspire. I'm your host, Mr. Buckley, uh, joined by my co-host today, Ishra Latif, and Mr. Chothia for a few words as well. Uh, today, our guest is somebody whose voice you might recognise. Uh, they're part of our religion uh, department here at BCHS, and it's your very own Miss O'Brien, who's going to be talking to us about all things religion. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So, um, well, firstly, what made you want to be a teacher and why specifically religious studies? So, originally I was going to be a dancer, but then after an injury, um, that was no longer going to be possible. So I thought about teaching, but originally it wasn't going to be religious studies. So I narrowed it down quite early on. I thought I don't have the patience for primary school children as much as I love them. I just think they can be a bit more maybe needy than some of the secondary school kids can be. So I thought, well, I don't have them. I'm a bit of a sarcastic person, so that'll go straight over their heads. So I thought, no, it's got to be secondary. And then originally, it was either going to be history or English. But then I fell in love with RE when I started my GCSE. Um, I found it a lot easier to grasp than history and English. I think due to my dyslexia, I struggled a bit more with English and history, but RE was just more accessible. And from then on, I thought, yeah, I'm going to be an RE teacher and I'm going to help students find their love for it too and that's how I've ended up here today. Fantastic, so you've enjoyed it ever since? Absolutely loved it, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. So um, do you believe in God and if so what does uh, your religion, uh, what part does it play in your life? Is it a big part of your identity? So I think I do. Um, it's quite an interesting question. Being from a rural village in Ireland people will often assume that everyone is Catholic to the point it's become part of the Irish identity. So if you're Irish you're automatically going to be Catholic. And whilst I don't go to church on a regular basis, especially when I'm based in the UK, I will make an effort to go when I'm back home or if it's a special occasion or a ritual, maybe a wedding, funerals or around Christmas and Easter time. But in all honesty, I'm probably best described as an omnitheist because I think all religions have truth to it and I take um, elements from every religion, not just one. So yeah, Fantastic. a bit all of them. <laughs> Wonderful. So, um, do you think many people are losing their religion? Um, and is there any sort of differences maybe from what you've noticed from uh, growing up uh, growing up in Ireland and then coming to England later? Is there any differences that you've noticed there? So, I wouldn't say I'm sure if people are losing their religion. Um, it's interesting about England and Ireland. I think in Ireland, people are trying to reject the fact that we're all automatically assumed to be Catholic and being linked to a political identity. Mm -hmm. Whereas in England... I'm not sure necessarily if they're losing it. I think it's still there, but maybe not as the forefront of everyone's mind. Um, so, for example, I had a friend at university who wouldn't have described herself as very religious at all, but then when her grandfather passed, she kept saying about, oh, my grandfather's gone to heaven. Hmm. And in theory, if you don't believe in God, why would you believe in an afterlife or in heaven? So that I think it must be there in the background to some people's lives that there's some religious elements or they take maybe the good things about religion but maybe rejecting the bad things about it or the lack of inclusivity, anything that doesn't really suit modern life is getting rejected. I think it's really interesting the point on modern life that you bring into it because I think, um, speaking from my own experience, um, my parents and those previous generations, the cultural habits that they had I feel like tied into their religious values also, which probably made it, in theory, easier for them to practice their religion. Because what they practiced generally was also part of what their religion taught, certainly certain aspects of it. And I feel like now, as we're kind of moving 
away from those cultural values, it's certainly not the same now as it was 10, 20, 30 years ago. I feel like maybe people find it a little bit more difficult to maybe go to the mosque or go to church. Well, as you said, things like on shops, I remember shops being, and even in Ireland, they're still shut on a Sunday. So you could maybe go to church or religious yeah. places of worship, but now we seem to be functioning like a Sunday's a normal day. It's no longer a holy day anymore. So I think we might see it being lost in that sense. So the next question is from me. And um, what's your favourite story from the Bible? It would have to be Daniel in the lion's den. So for anyone that doesn't know the story, Daniel essentially is thrown into this lion's den because he believes in God. And the people that don't believe in the same God are hoping that the lions essentially are going to rip him to shreds. But that doesn't happen. So Daniel prays to God and God protects him. So he isn't eaten by the lions and then everyone finds him in the morning. But the reason I love it is because I had a picture book when I was a child and I loved the illustrations about this story as well. And that is when I think of that Bible story, the first thing I actually think of is those images. It's really ingrained in my mind. And then I love that idea. If you believe in something and you can't, you can't be protected and you can't be looked after. I think that message can be applied to everyday life very easily. So do you feel that the more you love God, the more religious you become? Or is it just a like process all the time? I think the more you, you might consider God in your life, it may be in your daily decisions, it might be easier to love God a bit more. Whereas if you're not thinking about it every day, it might be hard to feel that connection. So if you're praying to God every day, let's say before an exam, you might choose to pray to God and you feel, might, feel, might feel a little bit closer to him. Whereas if you're maybe not in the habit of praying or communicating with God and you might say the odd prayer, you might not feel a response, you might not have that strength that people that do a bit more every day will have. So what about yours? Do you have any favourite stories from the Quran? Um, the one that springs to mind is probably the story of Yusuf or Joseph. The reason I love that story, every single time I read it, I feel like I'm reading it for the first time or learning something new from it. It's just a story of patience and uh, he's, uh, I'm sure the parallels are there between the Bible and the Quran as well, of how his father favoured him over his brothers, or certainly that's what they felt. Uh, so they made a plot to get him, uh, throw him in the well. Um, and I'm like, look, I've got a problem with my sister sometimes as well, but I've never thought I'm going to chuck her in the well. So they must have, they must have really not liked him. Like, I've always thought my sister's a favourite, even to this day. Like, you know what, I've never thought I'm going to chuck her in the well. But they did, and that's what they thought, and they do that. But just this idea of perception, not seeing the afflictions in your life as punishment and seeing them as, hey, look, I'm in this situation because that's what God wants me to go through right now. And as a result of that process, becoming closer to him. And I think our perception of things is a really, it's really powerful, even in whether you believe in God or not. I think uh, it really kind of helps us get through things. And that's a really powerful message that I, I get from that particular story. Uh, Isra, what about you? Do you have a favourite? From the uh, yeah, one of my favourites is the story of Abraham and when he got thrown into the fire because he didn't really see eye to eye with the villagers and his father. But it's just, the lesson you learn from that is just that you should always have God conscience and when yeah. you believe in God and have faith, then hopefully everything will go well for you. There's always like a plan, like you don't have to follow God's plan. You can't really plan anything. Really. Yeah, that's what I'm like when I'm driving and my wife's like... You missed the turn, I'm like, look, <laughs> this happened yesterday. I'm like, look, it's God's plan, I'm, I'm happy. We were stuck in traffic, basically. And she's like, I just want to know why you decided to take that route when you came the other way 
on the way here and I said, look, it's a pot of God. It's meant to be. It's meant to be. I'm here because maybe there's an accident over there. I am here because God wants me to be here right now. And uh, I guess maybe that kind of um, echoes the sentiment that it was just uh, talked about there. Okay, so a different sort of question now, maybe not one that's uh, directly uh, related to religion in any way, but um, if you had a time machine, if you could travel anywhere in that time machine, any year, uh, to meet any historical figure, what year would you travel to uh, and why would you choose that one? So I'd probably go back um, to around the time of Herod the Great. So this is because I did a lot of my degree on this, so I'm quite passionate about sort of freeing him a little bit. So in the Bible, it is said Herod ordered the killing of all infant children as he was afraid of Jesus being the true king. So he thought Jesus was obviously going to take him from his throne and he wasn't happy about that. However, Herod actually died in 4 BC. So this meant he was dead before Jesus was actually born. So the story originally came from he sentenced his own sons to death because he believed there was an assassination attempt to take the crown early. So he had them all put to death. But then this has obviously turned into the idea he killed every infant child in the nation to try and kill Jesus. So I'd like to go back in time, prove that whilst he did kill his own sons, which isn't great, he did not in fact ask for all infants in the entire land to be killed. So credit where's credit due. Yes, you killed your sons, that's not good, but you probably shouldn't be taking the fall for killing all the infants in the land if that didn't happen. So it's to restore his reputation. Attempt. Not restore the reputation, minimize damage, minimize damage, damage, yeah. damage control. <laughs> damage control. Yeah. yeah, a bit of damage What's, control for him. That's so interesting though. Is it not possible that it was a different Herod? So I think originally it was um, looking at the text when philosophers and scholars were looking back, they didn't have them all, they were still piecing them together. Mm. So I think it just became part of the tradition. And even in schools, and it's part of the Christmas story now, Herod killed the babies. Like if you've ever seen the nativity, that headmaster made the whole activity play on the fact Herod killed these babies so <laughs> Poor guy. I think it's hard to go back it's what everyone's believed so to try and change someone's belief that's been going on for thousands of years it's probably not going to happen so moving on then um another important question pineapple on pizza yay or nay so I would say <laughs> yay I'm have all you, have for you got this the, have you got the script messed up with something else <laughs> that question no I'm for it, I think it's great. It gives a nice sweet taste, and it's one every five a day, so it makes pizza healthy. Part of me is tempted to stop the interview now and allow you to go home and think about that. But um, I I, have you got any opinion on that, Ashra? Not really. I haven't tried pineapple on pizza. You but need I really like it. It is good. It is worth. I mean, I wouldn't say go to Italy and ask for pineapple on pizza, but no, while do. we're here, <laughs> would it I, am, I am not one for controversy. So if I'm eating, if I'm with people who like it, I love it. And if I'm with people who hate it, I hate it. I, I'm a people pleaser. I'm like, ah, oh, pineapple. What a what a travesty! And I just move on. I, I like pineapple, like but I just don't like the idea of it being mixed with melted cheese. I don't think. I, don't, I think that's just not. Yeah, but um, I respect everybody's opinion, and you know that, that's the reason we're doing this. Um, so, what is uh, something you wanted to learn or um, wish you were better at? Is there anything in mind? So, I wish I was more artistic. I'm a very creative person, and I can imagine clearly what I want on the page. I can imagine all the different colours. I can think how I could do it. I can in my head, I see like my hands doing it. But when I actually get to put in the pen on the page, I can't do it. I can't actually draw to save my life. Are you a good artist, sir? No, I wish I was. And, and every person who wishes they were has a person in their life who's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like, my brother's amazing. And when we were younger, I remember just kind of sitting next to him, trying it out. And 
They didn't make it look so easy. Like how? All you gotta do is this. I'm like, all right, fair enough. And nowadays you get tutorials as well. So I look, look at them, follow it line by line, and they've drawn some character. Mine's a kebab, so I feel like art can't really be subjective because people have their different forms of art. Like, art could be an expression of writing mm. or like talking True. or whatever your hobbies are. Definitely my student, yeah. definitely my student, <laughs> Mrs. O'Brien. Would you rather understand and speak to animals or speak every language in the world? Oh, good one. I think it's got to be animals, definitely. Because oh, whenever no. I go back home and I get to see my dog, <laughs> I'm always spoiling him. I'm giving him treats. I've got presents. I'm giving him hugs. And he just looks like he doesn't care less. Like He's like, so you're back. What's new? Maybe I might get two minutes of love and attention if I'm lucky. And I just think I'd like to actually tell him how much I love him and maybe he could actually respond to what I was saying or pretend to why? care why set yourself up for disappointment <laughs> why like your dog's not thinking anything all right he loves you but you could you know what you're gonna be so disappointed like so tell me what have you been doing all day and he's just gonna be like he's been a slave stepped on the beat that's all he's gonna say you'd be so disappointed because in your mind you've, you're thinking it's gonna be some profound discussion like hey what do you know about the world? <laughs> do you know the meaning of life? <laughs> End of story. Whereas if you could speak to all the people in the world, yeah. oh, you could travel around the world and I guess people can be, people are not the best and the animals are much better. But still, you can speak to everyone. I, I don't know. The thing with animals, no. are, they don't have to be able to communicate with you verbally to understand that, you know, we appreciate each other's company. So obviously, unless it's, yeah. unless it's your brother's cat. Yeah. Uh, true. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, th I think um, yeah, maybe every every language on earth, you'd be the world's best interview, wouldn't you? Yeah. You could interview everybody. You could find out so much information. I'm kind of scared of cats, oh. so that conversation would just be what and what, you know, like with the student what, <laughs> what, 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 what. That's what. And cats are ruthless. They, they they see through your soul. I'm telling you, like, I, I'm convinced they can. They know what you're thinking, like. We've had so many cats over the years, but they only last about a day or two, and then they've gone off somewhere else. So. But I, I, I got worried there. I thought there was some like weird <laughs> sacrifice taking place. No, we don't quite sacrifice it, but we bring them round. We, 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 we look after them, and then within two or three days, it's like, no, I'm going to find a better home. See ya. Oh my, my cat is 21 years old, and <gasps> wow. we've had her for as long as I can remember. Born before, like, yeah, everything that's pretty much happened in my life that I can remember. Mm. So um, yeah, that like we've we've done well to keep her for so long. I think there's no abroad where I live, so that's probably what's done it. So. Can, can you can you imagine that cat monologue? Twenty-one years. <laughs> Twenty-one I, years. I will have my freedom. And if we spoke to the animals, we could ask it and we could communicate with that cat. True. But imagine if the cat if, if the cat turns around and says. 21 years ago, I've been here. Every time I try to run, they put a collar on me. Every time I run away, some guy brings me back to the house. And I'm like, no. She's absolutely full of medicine. And it takes a lot of medicine to keep a car oh. around when she's 21. But yeah, um, yeah you know, nearly go back to the 90s. So, there we are. Isra, is there, which, what would you rather do? I think I would rather speak to animals, even though you lot said a lot of negative things. But I think that like speaking to the birds and the ants just to see what like life's like for them. But like speaking every language in the world, yeah, you get to know a lot. But I think everyone just just the same. Like it doesn't matter who you are. Like I'm not trying to say like, it in we like know, a negative way. We know people. We yeah, know like people. we we just know people. Yeah, I guess.
It's been a, an eye opener. It's been an insightful one this week. So um, yeah, well, thank you very much, uh, everybody, for for joining us. Um, it's uh, definitely been a an interesting one this week, and we'll see you next time for more from BCHS Aspire. Thank you very much. Join us next time when we discuss mental health, how it affects our BCHS family, and some advice from our guests on how to overcome the issues that affect us most. Oh, thank you.